independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. That new report out this morning sending a strong signal we are in a recession or heading towards one. The GDP report out just moments ago showing that economic activity in the United States declined for the second quarter in a row. That is what some economists use to define whether or not we're in a recession. <gasps> what? Well, first of all, what is a recession? Right? That's the big thing. So normally, which the biggest indicator of everything is is the shrinking of the GDP, right? So our you know goods to services the whole nine yards. So you look at it and and you got the first quarter and went whoop, and the second quarter they expected to go whoop, but instead it went whoop. So you've had two whoop whoops in a row, and uh, that's the sound of shrinking. By the way, uh, that's a big thing. That is a big deal. To pretend that it's not a big deal would be a lie. There's a reason that earlier this week, Biden and the administration were ahead of this, spinning it as something else. So what exactly defines said recession? That GDP report that some economists believe. Now, I I want everybody to understand. Different people are going to have different ideas about what a recession is. But the biggest player in the recession world is the GDP. The second straight quarter of declines in our economic activity. One way that people define a recession is not the official definition of a recession. The National Bureau of Economic Research is the arbiter, the semi-official arbiter of recessions here in the United States. And they define a recession as a significant decline in economic activity spread out across the economy and lasting more than a handful of months. Okay. Okay, so that's what they decide. They are the arbiters of this. Here's the reality of it. As we've talked about yesterday, right? Want anybody to stand? Who decides a recession? Not a bunch of eggheads who are sitting in a room getting together going, let's look at economic data. You know, they got their glasses. Where's my glasses? They're on top of the head, right? They got books and stuff in their arms. And, and no, those people don't decide a recession. First of all, they're Monday morning quarterbacking it. Could you imagine waking up on uh, Monday and go, you know what? I watched the game last night, but I'm going to watch it again. Then I'm going to watch some film from the past. And then I'll decide if you guys have won or not. That doesn't work that way. We decide we're in a recession. We do. We decide. And I think most of us feel that we are feeling some sort of... I don't even know how to say it. I I, I think the best way to say it is there's something that feels a bit off about what's going on yesterday uh cnn's uh, rana uh furahar talked about this 
people feel like they're in a recession, whether they are or not. I mean, there's a lot of debate about technical recessions. At the end of the day, you and I know it's about how you feel. Do you have money in your wallet? Are you buttoning up your pocketbook? And people clearly are. You know, uh, we've all felt the cost increases at the grocery store, um, at the pump. Folks are not feeling good. That right there is it. It's not about the eggheads in the room going, I've been looking at my historical charge. I'm looking across these historical charts, and I'm deciding that uh, based on the two carry the four, uh, let's see, there's a pie. Uh, somebody give me my abacus. Uh, well, quick, uh, let's go back and look at the research data. It, it, we're not looking at that. Dude fills up his car and goes, man, it's expensive as hell. Goes to the grocery store, what cost him 100 bucks, 150 bucks for his family last year is now costing him 200 and he's getting less for it. Right? Kids been looking forward to getting and doing some things, but you know what? Mom and dad can't quite afford it at this moment in time. Some orders that, that he thought were coming in have been canceled now. This, this is what decides a recession. Now, how bad will it be? I don't know. I heard some economists say, this thing is, you guys have no idea how bad this is going to be. You know, one of the things that we can look at, if you guys want to look at the historicals, oh boy, Chad, this is getting very egg-hatty. But let's just say we go back. Well, the recessions we've had in the past, we never had the debt that we had. We didn't print as much money as we had in the past. That's something to take in mind when you're looking at some of this stuff. We printed gobs of money, and this last tranche of money was unbelievable and unnecessary probably the second tranche of money that was produced trump's last hoorah was probably also unnecessary at least a good portion of it the first portion because of covid okay i'll give you that you're telling everybody to go home well you better figure out how you're going to pay their bills but that debt plays into something that really hasn't, we haven't had an, a big issue with. Plus, you throw in inflation and a lot of other things that, you know, we would never have in the past globally, how intertwined we are and all this stuff. So could this potentially be something? Yeah, it could. It could. But just as we kind of feel it i think we'll know when we get out of it right them coming to us and going okay guys when you're paying for the 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 ridiculous amount for all your stuff when you're worried about losing your job when you're seeing the economy slow down because you're living it day to day when uh you're not protected by the ivory towers but you're out there in the world living your life uh day in and day out and 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 the people you guys are statistics but the reality we're all living this we're all living this so we'll decide that and when things start to get going and heating up again we'll also decide that and they'll monday morning quarterback and come out and go i do believe that we have turned the quarter of the recession so there you go good news bad news no it's just news take it as you want it here's the thing we've been going through this for six months so it's not like we're surprised by any of this because we've been living it so we'll get through it 
the question is, what does government do? In their want to try to fix something, many times they make it worse. They overreact, right? Because government is great at what? They're reactionary, and they make poor choices. <laughs> like, like if government was, uh, uh, you know, a girl or a guy dating, here's what they would do. They would be overreactionary in everything, and the people that they would choose would be wrong for them. I can fix him. Don't worry, guys. I got this. She's she's fine. Oh, my Lord. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. You know, you start talking about this and they're raising rates. We'll touch on that in a little bit. All of those things. And then you're sitting there and you're thinking to yourself, if you're Joe Biden, how are you feeling right now? Well, you know, last week, remember what he told everybody, right? Remember what he told everybody? Just look at those polls. Look at those polls. Huh? Check those polls out, buddy. They want me. They want me. Now the president's over COVID, he can happily skip to work with a spring in his step and get absolutely nut punched by his approval ratings because the latest CNN poll found 75% of Democratic voters want someone other than Biden to run in 2024. 75%. That's three out of four Democrats. Biden's numbers are just falling off a cliff. At the beginning of the year, only 51% of Democrats said they wanted someone other than Biden. Ah, the good old days when only half of his buddies wanted to take away grandpa's launch codes. Yeah. Yeah. Man, he got grundled, kicked today, and he knew it was coming. He was probably thinking, man, a week ago, I was holed up inside my big giant White House, right? hanging out in my jammies, eating my applesauce. Everybody was like, oh, the poor old guy's got COVID. Hope he survives. Here we are a week later, and he got grundled again. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. A lot of stuff to get to besides the economy today. Mike Lyon's going to join us. We're talking about China. He's our military analyst, as well as what's going on in the Ukraine and Russia. But also talk a bit about the trade that may be going on because if you guys haven't heard this biden continues to make poor decision after poor decision and if this trade is to be believed uh wow what are you thinking just curious about said things Uh, my goodness raycon best earbuds around hey would you listen to the podcast god bless you for that take me with you in your raycons raycons are amazing Absolutely incredible. We decided last night we're ordering new pairs so the kids can uh, lose their pairs and not my pair, uh, which is totally fine with me. But they love them. And that's one of the things I'm telling you guys right now. The fact that the kids love them. They'd rather have them over, quote, unquote, the ones that everybody has to be seen in. Well, the Raycons, not only can you see and go, those things are awesome looking. The second thing is they're way better in sound and comfort yeah eight hours of talk time 32 hours of battery life 49,000 five-star reviews and right now you could save huge 15 percent on top of the fact that they're already priced way lower than any of these other premium earbuds get yours now save big the best earbuds around buy raycon.com slash chad buy raycon.com slash chad buy raycon.com slash chad chad benson show
don't get into politics. As an ordinary suburban housewife, you feel a little disrespected. I teach my children not to name cars. You are a Oh, man. Um, guys, can we please keep the chatter to a minimum? Chad Benson. The official arbiter of recessions, when they begin and end, here in the United States, is the National Bureau of Economic Research. They use a myriad of factors to determine whether we're officially in recession. But right now, we are looking at an economy that is slowing dramatically because of inflation, because of these historically high prices. The Federal Reserve yesterday hiking interest rates for the fourth time this year in order to get those prices under control. Rebecca Jarvis there. I like the the arbiter, the National Bureau of Economic Research. Uh, we're the arbiter of recession. We're the we're the who of the recession. We will tell you, you're you're so you're the group that comes in and you're trying to decide was it an accident or was it a car crash? <laughs> it doesn't matter. The car's all messed up at this point. I don't care. It's a hot mess, man. It's always saying, man, it's a hot mess. So interesting indeed. Uh, second quarter in a row. So we contracted and we'll see what the revised numbers. Remember, these are like everything. They come out and they give you these numbers, right? And so the first quarter we down, what, m- minus 1.6. This one we were down about one one percentage point so contracted in theory we have lost two and a half percentage points uh as far as our growth so we've we've shrunk our economy has shrunk two and a half uh points this year meaning so there was no growth there but we we've seen obviously the rise of inflation is what's going on and these are early so some people say they're early economic signs like, I think the, you know, the National, uh, you know, uh, Bureau of Economic Research are going to come out and say, well, these are early economic sides that we are currently heading in a direction of that way. But they were expecting it uh, to be up about a half to a point. So when you think about it, you're, you're off by about a point and a half to two, two percentage points because you're looking behind trying to forecast the future. And that's never a good thing. You can take certain patterns but the reality is, if you want to know what's going on, you talk to the people. And the people are telling us, yeah, I'm feeling a little uncomfortable about things. I'm going to hold off a little bit. Inflation's getting to me. We're raising rates, which is what we did again yesterday. And that's going to continue. Three quarters of a percent. That's the increase in the benchmark interest rate announced by the Federal Reserve. Triple the usual increase, but necessary. Fed Chair Jerome Powell says to curb inflation at a 40-year high. It is essential that we bring inflation down to our 2% goal if we are to have a sustained period of strong labor market conditions that benefit all. And Powell says more interest rate increases are expected. What it means, it'll cost more to borrow money for car loans, mortgages, even credit card payments. The upside, savings accounts will earn more in interest due to higher rates yeah because people are rushing to savings account well, i'm gonna get how much by the way raising the rate yesterday so uh, almost one percentage point so three quarters of a percent raising that rate brought us to neutral so think we're in a stick shift right now we're in neutral before we were in reverse now we're in neutral we we're not even at a, a point where 
Uh, I mean, these things are still historically low. But we were so used to seeing rates so dirt cheap that we're like, ah, wow. Had a uh, lady that uh, hit me up uh, the other day on the old uh, uh, Facebook Messenger. So, Chad, you were talking about rates. She goes, I bought my house in like 86, and I was excited. I got like 10.9%. Yeah, that's how low. If you're older, you will remember. Woo! There was some rates back in the day. You're like, man, I'm getting 18%. I think it's a pretty good deal. <laughs> oh, my Lord. So money's going to be more expensive. That's Remember, the whole thing is all of this is planned to choke the economy so you stop spending money. And the reality is many people believe, the economic uh, you know, gurus, that the only way to do this is to choke the economy to the point where the labor market starts to contract as well. Jobs start to disappear. Then you'll see inflation fall and we'll start to get ourselves equalized and our, our, our sea legs and then we can take off again. Mike Lyons joins the program. I'm going to talk about China, Russia, and Brittany Griner, the trade. Yes, that's right. WNBA player in uh, Russia. Who are we trading her for? Talk about that straight ahead. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Yes, the economy is slowing down. Talk about that in a little bit. But around the globe, things are still happening. They, too, have inflation, but there's also war. And there's a lot of other geopolitical issues. Joining us now is our military analyst, Mike Lyons, uh, retired major uh, from uh, the Army. And, Mike, let me tell you something right now. Xi and the Biden are speaking. Boy, I bet that's an enthralling conversation that Xi is having with him. Uh, are they talking about Nancy Pelosi not going to Taiwan or else? I, I think so. I think that's got to be the top priority for the Chinese right now. And and you've heard whispers of them potentially shooting their plane down. I mean, that's just you know unthinkable. Um, we're going to find out how much China in, in Taiwan uh, are aligned here and whether whether or not they're willing to do something about it. I, you know, I hardly support the speaker and what she does politically, but this is going to be a deterrence to see whether or not uh, you know, she can kind of get away with it. She's willing to put herself out there. I, I got to give her credit for that. So that, I think that I think that's what they're talking about, frankly. You know, it's funny. It's, it's, uh, I'm with you. A lot of times I sit there, you know, I just look at her and I'm like, oh, you old true. But uh, the reality is, is uh, you got to admire. She's been around this business for a long time. She's as shark like as anybody. And I heard yesterday the Republicans are going, hey, Nancy's coming up to us asking us, you guys want to go to Taiwan with me? Uh, I, I think, you know, the more you yeah. tell her no, the more she's going to be like, eh, yeah, whatever. Right. I, and, and it shows me that she's not 
you know, connected there and uh, business wise. I mean, that, that that's the tell for these politicians that have some kind of back channel business uh, dealings with China. Like, for example, the, the you know, the fact that Chuck Schumer, for example, in New York, here where I live, you know, he he's so very open to giving the Chinese a pass. Obviously, our president has done business with the Chinese in the past before. So I, she feels confident enough that there's no business tie to her husband or anything like that. So she's kind of a free agent. So I, I again, I we'll see what happens. Um, if she goes, uh, it'll you know be a little bit of walking on eggshells, I guess, until until the whole thing is over. Talking to my clients, military analysts, as we talk about what's going on geopolitically, uh, China's looking over and they're seeing, hey, Russia. Things seem to be going in their direction somewhat. Uh, does it give them? more of a want to step up potentially going into Taiwan? Yeah, it's a great question. I, I don't I don't I still think it's still 5149 Russia. If it was, you know, if the balance was really tipped towards their favor, I Russia's struggling. This last two weeks is as I've kind of looked at it now from just what's happened on the ground there. You know, they're just not making any kind of progress in, in the Donbass region uh, other than, you know, literally an inch at a time. So, you know, from a straight military perspective, every day that goes by, more artillery shows up for Ukraine and the Ukraine military does does get stronger. I, but I also still think China is always in it for the long game. And uh, if they did move on Taiwan, again, not sure anything we can do. There's literally nothing we can do except, uh, you know, write a memo to the to the United Nations from, if again, from a straight military perspective. Uh, we just don't have enough troops there. But um, I, I, I think China is always going to have a lot of strategic patience. I don't think they're going to do anything. And I, I do wish they that their client state, Russia, was doing a lot better in Ukraine. It would just it maybe make life a little bit easier for them. What's going on in Ukraine? Because, you know, you know, today we get the news, the economic news, right? Second quarter in a row, recession could be on the horizon. We could be in the middle of it, depending on who you talk to. The reality is there's definitely a shift in what's going on in our economy. Uh, and, and you look out there, if I'm, if I'm the, the likes of, of, you know, Zelensky, and I'm looking around thinking to myself, you know, having our allies go into a recession and still fund what's going on here. That's probably going to be a tough ask for their constituents back at home. Yeah, it's, you know, you saw the Vogue layout for what he's doing. You know, he's a rock star and people are visiting him and um, but he's also pretty good at compartmentalizing and I don't think he cares. I, you know, I think he's just, you know, living off this nostalgia. We'll go back and talk about that again. He's living, living off the what people feel about him right now. And, um, you know, the question I think in our country on the recession is, who are you going to believe? Are you going to believe the White House when the White House says, no, we're going to rechange the definition of a recession? Or are you going to believe what's going on when you go to the gas station, when you go you know, to, to go get food? So, um, you know, again, I, I think the uh, there's there's been so much committed to Ukraine already. Um, but but I, I also think that that Russia still hasn't fully mobilized. And in some ways, we're running out of ammo to give them. And I think we're running out of uh, when I, I saw reports that said, um, that, you know, about 9,000 or 10,000 of those HEMARS artillery rounds. So our, our, uh, HEMARS is a platform and it comes with different rounds that go into the platform. So think of it as that way. It's just a delivery mechanism. And what that, so what happens is we're running out of the really good ones, the the, the high uh, accurate ones, the ones that could go a lot further. Uh, we still haven't given him, Zelensky, any kind of things that can go attack into Russia. Right now, Russia has stored a lot of their ammo depots now back inside of Russia out well well out of side of our tube artillery cannon artillery range and the question is whether or not we give 
weapon systems to Ukraine that's going to allow them to attack into Russia. Right now, the Biden administration still won't do that. Talking to my clients, talking about what's going on over there in the Ukraine, Russia, as well as China. Uh, you know, it's interesting, the whole thought process about what's still happening. We forget. And and again, you know, the, the economic downturn, you know, you go to the gas station, it's hard to keep your mind on anything and you're always inundated with stuff and you're like, I'm paying five bucks for gas and bacon's three thousand dollars. And, you know, so you just the frustration level, they're still in it. They're still fighting. But I read a report this week that about 20 percent of the com- uh, country now is in the hands of Russia. And you're thinking to yourself, right. what's I mean, what's the end game? Can Zelensky can't do this forever because I a we're not going to fund him forever. I'd like to think at some point in time that we're going to say, look, man, you, you got to figure something out. Same thing for Russia. At some point, mm-hmm. he's got to go. All right. I, I've done enough and we're no longer making any ground whatsoever. Right. So this is Afghanistan. Go back to the 1980s. Afghanistan on steroids or on social media on our right and laying out in front of our eyes every day when the media decides to show it um, from if you're the military advisor to Vladimir Putin, you're saying we have to get Odessa. We have to seal off the Black Sea. We're already we're already controlling a lot of the revenue that Ukraine uh, takes in because of the wheat and the, and the minerals and the fertilizers and the things that we've got control over. We control one fifth of the land area. Um, we could stop right now and declare somewhat of a victory. Um, I, and I think that still hurts Ukraine because they, to your point, they've lost 20% of their landmass. But you still, they still have Odessa, still have that last port. Um, I think Russia will stagger through the finish line. They'll just continue this this process. They'll try to sue for peace, but it doesn't look like Ukraine is going to let them do that. Smartly so. I just don't know. What it's it's going to take them years, three or four years, to muster the soldiers and the material and everything else that goes with it to get the offensive capability to eject them from the land there. It's, and at the same time, Russia could be refueling and rearming itself, and, and Russia still has more resources. You know, you talk about the uh, three years. You know, we're looking at our, you know, in a recession or heading to recession. Europe's got inflationary issues, and they're probably in the same boat by and large. Most of them are. So much of COVID, this, that, and the other. They didn't print as much as we did. But on the other side of it, we have shut down a good portion of their economy. While certain areas of their economy are doing okay, at some point in time, Russia will feel that pressure as well, especially if, you know, we got more lockdowns in China today because I heard Wuhan is locking down again. They're they're not going to support that effort forever either. Yeah, and I saw something. It's, it's going to be about the Europeans as to whether or not they buckle and they decide to still go for Russian gas and oil um, in, into the winter. I saw a report that said that they've had to go into some of their natural gas reserves already uh, in order to uh, to, um, to monitor some electrical grids that were taking place in, in Europe today, Europe right now, maybe because of the uh, of the heat waves that are taking place. But but again, the bottom line is if Europe stands strong and Russia is affected and you know, that that could possibly get them to change their behavior right now. Russia's behavior is dictated on truly one thing, military, and they feel that they still have more military assets than Ukraine does. And until that until they can, I think, are potentially defeated on the battlefield, you won't see them stop. They'll sue for peace. The question is, what, you know, whether or not the Ukrainian military still lets them do that. It is uh, crazy indeed. Last question. Uh, the thought process that we're even dealing with Russia, talking about trading prisoners, which is just, I mean, my goodness. But uh, the guy that we might swap them for, 
uh, Victor Bout. If you don't know who he is, he's an arms dealer. His nickname was the Merchant of Death and the Lord of War. And part of that movie was based somewhat on some of his exploits. I don't think it's a good trade for him for the WNBA star. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a PR nightmare for the administration. Um, for someone, um, you know, the past few years uh, has not necessarily shown an affinity towards our country. You know, all these, you know, Joe Biden gives the Medal of Freedom to Megan Rapone. And, and uh, a lot of people are upset with that. You know, here's you know, people that don't stand for the national anthem and, and you know, all these you know, the things that go with it. I'd, I, her attitude, I hope, will change if that's the case. Um, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't get the better of that deal, um, because every day it, it's not people really haven't have not really brought it to the big forefront. But it's, I think it's going to start to bubble up because it's an embarrassment to this administration. And Russia is not going to do anything to help us either. They're not going to necessarily release her anytime soon. So I, I think that, um, you know, they're going to ask for more. She'll likely linger there for a long time. Uh, nobody wants it, to touch it politically because of who she is, though. The, if we were to, to do that swap and we got her and the Wheeler guy who they say is a spy and we give up this guy, this guy has got connections all over the world. Obviously, there's a strategic reason and it's another way to poke us in the eye. Could he actually do anything that would help them get stuff on the battlefield? Because he does deal with other scumbags that uh, maybe Russia couldn't deal with right now. Yeah, I yeah, we're we're gonna give someone back that'll have real value for uh for Russia and with regard to you know what they're doing in the world and, and how they you know the, you know you, there's a bill right now to claim Russia as a state sponsor of terrorism. I mean the guy that 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 this guy is a bad guy. Um, Brittany Griner's just gonna go back to play basketball. So yeah, we're, this it's not a fair of a trade of a of an equal asset. It's just it's really coming down to the PR effect. I think I'm on our side of this. Awful, awful, awful. I don't, I don't, I think with my head, I mean, look, do I want her over there? No. Do I want anybody over there? Uh, did you break the law, their law? And the second thing is, are we giving up somebody who could help them on the battlefield and get and procure things that may get out there? That to me, I'm sorry. I don't think we could do something like that, but they will. My clients, always good to talk to you, brother. Appreciate you coming on. Yep. Thanks, Chad. Talk soon. Thanks. At Chad Benson Show, Twitter, C-H-A-D-B-E-N-S-O-N. We'll touch a bit about the whole Victor Bout thing. If you don't know anything about him, the, the movie Lord of War, portions of it were based on a lot of the stuff that this guy was about. And everybody's like, well, he's an arms dealer. What can he do? Well, you know what? He can get to places. He was really, really, really tight with a lot of people in Tehran. That's Iran. And the people that he rubbed shoulders with quite frankly, uh, may be able to help him procure stuff that may help them out. That's not a good trade. Now, if you tell me, look, America, I've made a deal. We're giving this guy back, but we promise you there'll be no more WNBA. I'm like, all right, I'm listening. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Let's talk about it, kids. Hello, fresh. Hello, fresh. Tell you what, last night got home. A little bit of pasta. Thank you. The kids are so good at making it. They love it, and they feel like they're chefs. So we don't really think about HelloFresh. This meal kit's incredible. Delivered right to your door. More choices than any other meal kit, period, case closed. Over 55 new choices each and every single week. So I had pasta last night, and it was amazing. And what I love is it's simple. Like I said, the kids love to do it. They think they're better cooks than they really are. It's about what HelloFresh does and how they deliver it. Right to you, tons of complimentary sides and desserts. On top of that, from, from literally 
from the farm to your tummy within about five, six, seven days at the most. That's how fresh it is. Pre-portioned, which I really like because I have a tendency to, especially when it comes to pasta, I could eat pasta all day. And very easy for you to switch things up. You tailor the meal for the things that you want, the things you don't like, you leave out. And here's the other thing. If you're going on vacation, maybe you need to pause for a week or you can have it sent to where you're going. HelloFresh is everything when it comes to food and it's affordable. It tastes great, it's affordable, and it's easy. Right now, get started and get 16 free meals and three free gifts over seven boxes. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Benson16. HelloFresh.com slash Benson16. HelloFresh.com slash Benson16. Chad Benson Show. Me too. Hashtag immigration reforms. Hashtag help. I'm trapped in a hashtag factory and I can't get out. The Chad Benson Show. How do you say goodbye to a treat that's mere name melts in your mouth? Chuckle tackle. <laughs> it's discontinuing the chuckle tackle. Dude, take my chuckle tackle from me. Oh, sure, there were some mock tears. This deserves a memorial. The Today Show even added mournful music. Others reminisced, you were the only food I cared about in fourth grade. Choco Taco is dead. Choco Taco. For many of you out there who uh, probably have no idea what the hell a Choco Taco is, it's an ice cream taco with chocolate on it. It's delicious. It is. Co-founder of Reddit tweeted its maker, I'd like to buy the rights to your Choco Taco. While Senator Chris Murphy joked, I am introducing legislation to invoke the Defense Production Act to mandate the continued manufacture of Choco Tacos. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why we're getting rid of the Choco Taco. But Klondike is dumping the Choco Taco. You can't jump and dump the taco of fun but let's not forget nostalgia plus people with tons of disposable income and an opportunity to buy a brand is always there case in point bye-bye twinkie hello twinkie right toys are us bye-bye hello toys are us the name and the brand itself may be worth something but the taste oh as a child Choco Tacos! I've never had one of You're these. You're kidding! Choco Taco was trash. Let's just be real about that. If everybody who loved Choco Taco bought a Choco Taco as much as they talk about how much they love Choco Taco, they'd still have a damn Choco Taco. Knowing this was going to be our last time Choco Tacoing together. F*** you, Klondike, for taking away these moments from us. It's very much a West Coast thing. Choco Taco was huge out here. Uh, but, uh, you know, going away. Klondike's like, no. Klondike looks at it. It's a business decision, right? You got to think with what? Your head. It's the whole Brittany Griner thing. I don't want Brit. I think what Brittany Griner is being used as a pawn right now, I don't want any part of her to be in jail because I don't think she deserves to be there as far as being used as a pawn. But on the other side of things, I can look and say, you know what? You broke their law. Are they going to overcharge you? Are they going to confuse you? Which they did yesterday. They had to sign stuff. She had no idea what she was signing. 
right? Are they going to make it 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 you a an example? Absolutely, which is a bunch of crap. And you and I both know that. But to trade her for a guy who's a bad dude who associates with everybody and then some from Hezbollah to Al-Qaeda and everybody in between. Yeah, I'm thinking no. Right? And that's my head thinking. It's my head. You got to make business decisions. Klondike said Choco Taco. It's a business decision. But on the other side, the feelings at the White House is this is a decision we need to make. I don't think it's the right one. Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. If you guys haven't heard the news, I'll break it to you gently. The first quarter was a... Uh-oh, GDP. Second quarter, man. Are you guys ready? That new report out this morning sending a strong signal we are in a recession or heading towards one. The GDP report out just moments ago showing that economic activity in the United States declined for the second quarter in a row. That is what some economists use to define whether or not we're in a recession. (sighs) Recession. What defines a recession? Hmm. That's been the debate all week, right? So, you know, Janet Yellen comes out. Well, we're going to niche the National Board of Economic Research. will come out with their blah, 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 blah. What defines a recession? You and I define a recession. When we pull back, when we get nervous, when we're anxious, not them. They're Monday morning quarterbacking it and having to go back and say, the game we played yesterday. I need to go look at historical data to find out if it was a win or a loss. Well, the score's right there. Now, I know it's a little bit deeper than that, but if you feel it, if I feel it, if we worry about it, if we're if we're uncomfortable, we deciding not to spend money. The rate hikes yesterday, they hiked the rate three-quarters of a percent. It brings us to neutral as far as where our, our, our interest rate is, but the reality is, is it makes borrowing more expensive. And when you borrow money and it becomes more expensive, not only are you buying less, you're also getting less when you're purchasing. So, and it's, of course, more expensive. Ooh. Yeah. But the question has been all week, what defines a recession? Who gets to decide What's our recession? The National Bureau of Economic Research is the body, the arbiter, which calls U.S. recessions, and they do it in a backwards-looking way. That is, they look in the rearview mirror and tell us when it started and when it ended. The big question now is, if we are there or on the precipice of being in a recession, how bad does it become and how long does it last? And the economists are all over the map on this question. Yes, and look... Do I think 
it's going to be 2008-ish. No. You guys remember 2008 was nasty. But so much of that was made by private businesses and made by people. You know, the government coming saying, you know, everybody deserves to have a house. So everybody starts loaning houses. And they start giving out loaning money for houses. And they start giving out ridiculous loans to everybody banks got themselves sideways everybody's like yeah i, I make 12 dollars an hour but i can afford the seven hundred thousand dollar home because it's only a dollar about the payment for the first three years and then it everybody knew that the, the house of cards was about to flip and it fell apart the government though was a huge issue here because they printed so much damn money inflation starts where that is that started putting pressure on people we had COVID, a reaction to COVID, and then overreaction to COVID on top of that was not good. And then you have to count something that we haven't talked about, which is debt. See, when you talk to a lot of economists, they're looking at it like it's going to be a soft landing. I kind of agree. It's not whether or not the landing's going to be soft. Because there's a lot of factors to go into that. First of all, we're just talking about jobs. When did jobs catch up? Here's the thing. We have a lot of jobs out there that are available. Yeah, but eventually those are going to go away. True, true. Eventually people are going to say, you know what, uh, we're, we're, we're not going to hire. But that's different than firing. Because if you need, if normally this time of year you have 40 employees, we only have 22 now. And by the third and fourth quarter, as you ramp up towards the holiday seasons, you might need 50 employees or 60. So you might have to, you know, add another 20 what you would already have but now you're like i need to add 38 employees i can't do that because nobody's applying for the job so we're gonna have to make do which means we might not see massive layoffs that we would normally see because there wasn't enough people working so that might be some saving grace for some people Democrats in particular. But if the job market starts to tank and you really start to see it, man, it's going to be hell. It is. What I think we're going to see is the job market kind of stay steady. I think it'll tighten up and it'll become just as much as an employer market as is an employee market, or at least it has been. But I don't know if we're going to see massive layoffs. Now, certain companies, in particular, big tech companies and bigger companies, who, when things are good, they completely overhire. And when things slow down, they get rid of, they cut the extra fat and bring it back to what would be their neutral, you know, kind of area. But if you start to see a ton of companies lay off that are small and medium size, then it's going to get ugly, and then you toss the debt into it, and and which is something that nobody's talking about. Which is, while we've gone through recessions before in the past, we have never been this upside down on our credit cards and student loans, if you will. So uh, there's a lot of issues here. We'll see. I think it's the best way to 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 feel about this is we'll see the the government can tell us and the national you know uh, bureau or board of economic research can go and they can him and haw and they can debate and they can talk and remember all they're doing is telling you when it's when it began and when it's over 
you're living through it. I'm living through it. So we know when it, it, it began. We know it started to begin when inflation started to take off. People started tightening their belts. And, and, and we kind of understand that we're in the midst of it now. And we'll get through it without cannibalism, I'm assuming. Although the New York Times had some weird stuff. I don't know what that is. Read more read about that. I think well, maybe Army Hammer had it right, right? Oh, Chad. If you don't know who Army Hammer is, yes, his grandfather was Armand Hammer. And yes, he was an actor and a uh, heir to part of the fortune that his grandfather created. But apparently he also dreams of eating his ex-wife. <laughs> so, which is not good, by the way. It's not a, not, a, not a good thing to be if you're trying to be a celebrity. But do you feel uncomfortable? I think it's a fair question to ask. Do you feel uncomfortable? If you're uncomfortable, that's what the Fed wants everybody to be. If you're uncomfortable and you're pulling back, that's what they want. The goal is to heat up the economy to a certain level, right? But not to overheat the economy or it's boiling over. So you turn it down and that's what happened. And more often than not, they get to the point where they thought, well, I thought you turned it down, but instead you turned it off, and then it got cold again, they got to go put more water in it because some have evaporated. You know, it's, it, it's to slow this thing down and try to get it so when it does land, it can take off again rather quickly. We'll decide that, not the National Bureau of Economic Research. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show. Is your Twitter tweet at us, text the program. If you miss any show, make sure you grab yourself the podcast. There was some interesting things yesterday, some wins for the Democrats, if you will, uh, in particular with passing the, the Senate bill when it comes to the CHIPS Act, not the Potato Chips Act, which I got really excited about. The CHIPS Act includes more than $50 billion for microchip research and development, plus tax incentives for stateside manufacturing. Microchips are essential in everyday items from cars to cell phones and are in shrinking supply. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says this bill will help. It will alleviate supply chains, it will help lower costs, and it will protect America's national security interests. The CHIPS Act now heads to the House, where it's set for a fast-tracked vote. Justin Finch, ABC News, Washington. Uh, that right there is a big deal. And people are pissed because there's lots of subsidies in here as well. Here's the reality of it. We're dealing with China, and we get a vast majority of our chips. I only think we get 12% of our chips now are made here in the United States of America. If we were to be in a position, we've already saw what happened. I mean, take a look at car manufacturers and certain things. How long has it taken you to get some of the stuff that you ordered two years ago, three years ago? I, I work with a local car dealership out here, uh, Liberty GMC, and they just got their first, uh, the first of what was supposed to be a plethora, because he's the biggest GMC dealer here in the state of Arizona. And he, he just got his first Hummer, right? So they, these, these GMC electric Hummers that come in and everybody was excited about him. It's like two years later than it was supposed to be. Well, you multiply that by all of the things that function from computers to everything else in between. We would be at such a disadvantage. And this is, again, national security. 
Now, do we overgive in situations like this? Oh, yeah, there's no doubt we did. And because, you know, and everybody's got stuff built into whatever it is that they're doing there and people want stuff. But we need to manufacture more here. These are things that could be done here and should be done here. And we should be an exporter instead of what we are, which is reliant upon things like Taiwan. And imagine how that would go if China took over. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. So that was a win for the president yesterday. But the economic news, they were trying to spin it all week. You just can't spin it. You just can't. You can call it whatever it is you want to call it. But the reality is you can't spin it. Because people understand because they're going through it. So you can call it what you want. But they're feeling it. You could put a name to it. Whatever it is. I mean, you know, uh, but it, it's like it's like with COVID, right? I mean, the reality is, you know, we joke about you know, the bat soup flu and all that kind of stuff. But, it, you know, it's got its scientific name, but we just call it, you know, the Wuhan, fl- you know, virus or, you know, BAM-12, COVID. Call it whatever you want. And that's the same thing with a recession. You guys label it however you feel and when you need to do it. We know what it is. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter little what's trending straighthead. EdenPureDeals.com. You go there, what do you get? I'm gonna tell you. Amazing deals like the Oxyleaf 2 Thunderstorm. It's the best air purifier. You plug it straight into your wall. You will never have to worry about air filters again or smells. The Eden Pure Oxyleaf 2 Thunderstorm crushes the smells, destroys the smells. Right. You got dogs, you got cats. Maybe you were a smoker. Uh, maybe, you know, uh, for whatever reason, yeah, you got kids. It's how it, it smells in certain areas, the house litter box, whatever it is. You watch what happens. It keeps the house smelling fresh and clean. And that's amazing. Right. Are you going to save two hundred dollars on the Eden Pure Oxyleaf Two Thunderstorm by go EdenPureDeals.com using code Chad three. It's that simple. Nothing else. You're going to send you out three of them. You watch what happens. You'll smell the difference in moments, and you're going to get free shipping. $200 saving. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Code Chad3. EdenPureDeals.com. Code Chad3. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show, where independent a la carte thinkers have a seat at the table and a voice in the dialogue. I'll have what she's having. This is Chad Benson. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Ignition. Liftoff. Now it's time to find out what's trending. What's trending? Yeah, what does that mean? I mean something, right? Like it's trending on the old internet. What's trending? So I know what's trending on the webs of the inter and the net. Head over to Google. Rate hike was the number one thing searched yesterday. Brittany Grinder as well. Grinder. Did I say Grinder? My bad. Grinder. Big searches there. GDP. Recession. Mortgage rates, all things being searched. Head over to Twitter, though, and it gets a little bit more political. 
uh, and the GDP is sitting at the top. Recession is trending. People are worried. People are nervous. They saw the news today, and it's hard to ignore said news that, yes, uh, two quarters in the roll we have contracted. People are looking around going, ooh, what does that mean? Well, it means we could be heading in a uh, uh, into or partially all the way, you know, in right now a recession. And uh, I think that most people already recognize that. So I think that that kind of angst and nerves has already been built into it, right? You know, they've baked this already into the cake because we've been feeling it because you can't not feel it. I think the thing that when you look at like the 2008 recession is people kind of knew some stuff was going on ish. Nobody really understood how bad it was right because some foreclosures were starting to happen but nobody had an idea of how ugly it was going to get not so here joe manchin he and chuck schumer have reached a deal uh, on a spending bill that includes health care and climate hoping to pass it next week uh, you got to read the devil in the details my first question is what did he get Because you know you're not doing something for nothing. Politics doesn't work that way. If I'm doing something, I'm getting something. Whether that's support or whether that is promises to bring certain jobs and things back to my state. So the devil, like all of these things, is always in the details. And Nancy Pelosi is trending because... It's there's kind of this 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 standoff going on between the White House and her about a trip to Taiwan. And will she take it? And the White House is like, nah, she's not going there. And President Biden is talking to President Xi uh, as we speak. So. And a lot of that conversation, I'm sure, is about Nancy. And he's probably like, look, this lady does whatever she wants. Have you seen her? She's mean. Do not mess with her. Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Are we or aren't we in a recession? Just give it to me plain, Jim. Tell me, Jim. Jim, Jim, I need to know. Tell me the truth. Are we in a recession or are we not in said recession? We're in what's called a technical recession, which is two back-to-back quarters of negative growth. It's when the economy has shrunk for two straight quarters. And that's what we've had so far in 2022. The first three months of the year, this economy shrank by a dramatic 1.6%. And then from April to June, it shrank another 0.9%. Now, you do need to consider, though, that these numbers get revised very often so we could actually see that that number is better in the government's revision uh or it could be worse right i mean you never know they could go remember when it was 1.6 
Yeah, well, we're 1.2. Well, we made it 1.6. Remember what it was like, you know, we, we lost almost a percentage point when we lost 1.5. You don't know. You don't know. But are they going to miss by that much? I don't think so. Chad, how could you be so blasé about it? I'm not blasé about it. I just understand that we've all been through this, right? So uh, it's like you ever hear people who are going through, like, medical situations, and they don't know what the hell it is, and maybe this doctor's like, I don't know if I believe you, or this other doctor's like, "Ah, I think it's this or that, and then finally there's a doctor who goes, I believe you, and I think it's this, and you realize that's what it is, and you're like, okay, at least now I know. So what are we going to do about it? We're going to put our heads down. We're going to grind because that's what we do as Americans. I don't think it's going to be as bad as 2008. I think it's going to be a if, – if there was a scale of 1 to 10, I could see a 5 or 6. Could I see a, a 10? Uh, that'd be tough. But these are bizarre times. Could I see us, you know, be revised back up to where it was close to not being a recession? Again, weird times. But we all know these things are going on. We all feel uncomfortable about the economy, and we still don't put our fingertips on it. We're all spending more money. I told you guys, this past weekend, now granted, we bought way more food than we would normally because we had to replenish the house because we were out of everything because we were in a hotel for three days because our power went out. Because we got a microburst and it burst to our house. It screwed everything up. But we spent $1,000 on groceries. Now, we would have probably spent 700 a year and a half, two years ago. But it was about 1000 bucks. Just over. And that was with our savings. You, know, you punch your little thing in. But gas prices are coming down. That's That's good. That's good. That's a good thing. Gas prices coming down, that will alleviate some of this stuff. But there's no doubt that we're all feeling it, and we're all going to feel it for the foreseeable future. But we will get through this as we've gotten through everything else. And I doubt there will be cannibalism involved. There will be none of that stuff, even though the New York Times seems to be fascinated by it and said there's a time and a place for it. Yes, there is. It's called the law of the sea. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text said program. Love hearing from every single one of you. TikTok. So my kids are obsessed with TikTok. You know, and everybody got on Trump when he came out and said, we need to, to you know, let's get rid of TikTok. We can't have this. They're going to steal everything in the world. Uh, and they're going to get all our data. And China's controlling everything. And everybody, you know, like usual, right? Like Trump came out, was it two years ago and said, don't do this, Europe at the UN. Remember that? Uh, Russia's going to hold you guys over a barrel. They're going to use this as a weapon against you. They're going to do all of these things. Everybody's like, ah, you're a blowhard. And uh, people are like, how did he know that? He's like, because that's what he would have (laughs) done. Oh, yeah. But he started getting on about TikTok. And I'm like, yeah, it's a Chinese company. Was it BitDance or whatever? Of course they're going to steal it. And they're like, well, we've got an American subs, uh, you know, subsidiary that's going to be handling all this stuff. BS. Right now the kids know more. China knows more about your kids than you do. 
Just to let you guys know that. Uh, I went down a TikTok rabbit hole yesterday, and I started reading up on TikTok. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm going to read you, because this is so crazy. Is it good or bad? Bad. This is uh, from TikTok's privacy policy. We collect certain information about the device you use to access the platform, such as your IP address, model of your device, the device system, network type, device IDs, your screen resolution and operating system, app and file names and types. So all your apps and all your file names, all the things you have filed away on your phone, really? they have access to that. Yeah. Are you guys getting that? They have access to all of that. How many people really read the agreement? Nobody. Nobody. Nobody reads the agreement. I always laugh if you guys go back about, what, got a decade or so? I think it was South Park, right, Phil, when they did the, uh, that uh, uh, Kyle didn't read the agreement in terms of service with Apple? Yes. And uh, what was that movie called that was so gross? That they did remember. where they, sew, they sewed everybody back to back to back, you know, if you will. The human centipede. Mouth to back. It was... Ugh. But that's what they ended up doing to Kyle because he didn't read terms of service. Read these things. You're going to be like, oh, my God. There's a reason they call it the fine print. Keystroke patterns or rhythms. So they're monitoring your keystrokes, which means they know every thing you type wow where you log in from multiple devices oh. we will be able to use your profile information to identify your activity across devices we may also associate you mm. with information collected from devices other than those you you use to log into the platform meaning they can use other computers that you're not even using to log into TikTok, they can suck the data off that. That's what you're agreeing to. And that's where your kids are. And that's where a lot of adults are. Look, TikTok is my uncle. I was joking about him, you know, he and I, we're best friends in the world. We've got uh, businesses together, but uh, he's obsessed with TikTok. And he always jokes with me because he is super hardcore conservative. He is totally about america we got to fight china but he's like dude i get obsessed with this thing and he jokes to me all the time i can always tell what time he goes to bed and when he wakes up because i will get a tiktok or two from him throughout the day and he's oh chad i can't help it man and then what happens is because i don't have it i had it and i'm like i took it down i'm like nah i don't want them to have any of that stuff and and uh no, it's too late now like they're probably already in it but you can go down there like a whole and he'll send me something and it'll it'll say uh it'll it'll take me to it even though i don't have the app but then it'll still let me like it'll still start playing other videos afterwards and next thing you know you're like 20 minutes in you're like oh my god i gotta stop this right i gotta this this i gotta stop this like whoa whoa what's going on here I think they saw that people are addicted to social media, and they came up with the most addictive version of social media, which is TikTok, for sucking people in. My, my kids are hook, line, sinkered on that. And I know a lot of other people are hook, line, sinkered to grown people. And it starts playing things immediately. The moment you turn it on, it's like playing you a new thing, playing right. you a new thing. You're like, and you just sucked into it. And all the while, it's monitoring your audio settings. But by audio settings, that means it has access to your microphone. That means it's listening to you right Just tell me how it right ends, now. man. It ends with China having all of your data. That right there is terrifying. Understand that's the reality of it. 
when you think that oh, our government's listening, maybe, but you know whose government is listening? China's. China. Oh, God, it is addictive, though. Oh, good God, can it be addictive? If you've never been on TikTok, don't. But if you're, I can tell you this your kids are on TikTok. Unless your kids don't have a phone or you're raising them in the woods because, you know, they, you believe that somebody's going to come and get you guys, your kids have been on TikTok. Jack and Lily, all day. They love it. They love it. They love it. It's a TikTok society now. YouTube? Nobody cares about YouTube. The one thing that YouTube has over TikTok and, and, and Instagram in some ways is there is you have TikTok stars, but they don't monetize like you watch YouTube and you know you've got Mr. Beast and you've got all these people who have they're they're making, you know, tens of millions of dollars and they're stars. You have some of that, but the TikTok stars will tell you, YouTube and Instagram, I wait, I mean and Facebook and stuff, I'll make way more money. TikTok was never designed to be entertainment. Ever. It was designed to be a way to get your data. That's it. Yes, entertainment for us, but when they designed it, right? You know, when Disney was designing Disneyland and all of this stuff, Disney's like, people are going to come here and they're going to be entertained. It's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be awesome. When China and ByteDance are putting this together, and don't think that China, the Communist Party, wasn't involved in this, it was never designed for like, I'm, it's going to be so great that people are going to be go on, share, and be duets and have all kinds of fun. The thing is, this will be super addictive, and we're going to be able to get all their data. Ooh. Three two three, five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson shows your Twitter tweet at us text the program. Uh, coming up, we'll do a little wokeness, craziness, insanity. We got some more of that. Even though it's Thursday, we got bonus woke coverage. Sesame Street Place is being sued because apparently the characters are racist. <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah, we've got an update to that story, uh, as well as the changing of a name of a critter. Because, uh, well, certain segments of society can be stigmatized and they want to take that away and try to soften it. And uh, that's just, again, so stupid. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show, Twitter. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. You go there, you get a free bag of Rough Greens. Canine Vitasmart. Rough Greens. It's a supplement. It goes on top of your dog's food. It's got vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369, all this incredible stuff. And you just put it on top of your dog's food. That's all we did. I never changed anything with my dogs, right? You know, I mean, I, I and I, I, our dogs are spoiled probably way too much. But the reality is, is I want them to be around for a while, especially, you know, like for me, Doodle, I love Doodle. We talk about Doodle all the time. But for, for, my, for my daughter, Charlie, Bowie is hers. And they're crazy inseparable and they're both up to always mischief i want to see bowie live a long happy life and because of rough greens i know he's going to get all the things he needs out of the food because we just sprinkle it on top of it and he's happy he's healthy and yes very mischievous absolutely try a bag of rough greens for yourself put it to the test you won't be disappointed ruffgreens.com slash chat roughgreens.com slash chat you cover the cost of shipping you get the bag for free 
That's it. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Chad Benson Show. Deep states? Uh, no. Deep doo-doo? Yeah. The Chad Benson Show. On behalf of any African-American person and family who has suffered discrimination at Sesame Place here in eastern Pennsylvania. On behalf of any African-Americans who have suffered from giant Muppets not shaking your children's hand, we're going to sue for. Chad, that's not very nice. Isn't it funny? So what if you're Hispanic or Asian and the kids didn't get their hands shook? Well, it's different. It's different. Now, if you remember the story a couple weeks ago, the uh, first of all, let's all go back and find out, uh, surprisingly, that uh, Sesame Seed Place is a actual place. It's an amusement park. And uh, there was a parade. And so you've got giant furries wandering down the street. <laughs> and these two little girls, the, the Rosita, which is a character, the first character to be bilingual uh, and also plays the guitar. She didn't shake their hands or something or didn't give them a hug. And because of that, they alleged discrimination and uh, that the giant green furry puppet was racist. And so now they're suing. And so uh, they they lawyered up. They said their children are having trouble with, you know, probably PTSD, I'm sure. Uh, if your child did not get a hug from a giant animal, which, can we just be real? On 99% of the occasions where you try to get your child to take a picture and or hug a giant critter, what ends up happening? They freak out. Case in point, I look over to my right. I have a picture that I absolutely love, one of my favorite pictures in the world. It was the weekend uh, before Thanksgiving, and Christmas Village was set up Sesame Street at SeaWorld. And there's little Charlie, my wife and I, and there's Elmo and the Cookie Monster. Charlie wanted nothing to do with those giant creatures. (laughs) At no time. And I'm sure they want anything to do with her either. So they're going to sue uh, because of the whole horrible situation that took place. Maybe they are racist, right? I, I'm saying that, but maybe when they close the doors at night, the puppets come alive and we find out that they're all part of the clan or something. Or maybe the kid walking around for 14 bucks an hour at a park in Philadelphia in 110-degree heat in a costume didn't see your child. We saw and watched in utter disgust as the viral videos of these beloved Sesame Street characters were discriminating against these innocent black children. Yeah. Not only that, they would not hire them. Chad. I'm just, at what point do we say, come on, really? We're here to make sure that justice is done to the families who did not have an experience at that part that they paid to get. Now, here's a question. So let's go look at all the videos. So let's just say there were 300 kids, some of them of color, some of them little cracker kids, right? And out of that, 
an even number of people got a high five or whatever it is that they wanted. Because, look, just because you got a high five doesn't mean that's what you wanted. You may have wanted more. And you didn't get it. You felt your experience was, well, it wasn't what it should have been. Now this is time of COVID, so you're going to have to give some leeway. That's some of the other thing that Parker said. We're not holding babies. We're not doing hugs or certain things. Apparently, I don't know what their thing is. But if 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 Rosita walks down one side of the street, does it mean the other side of the street's allowed to sue? If Elmo doesn't get off his wagon of fun or whatever he was in at the time, does that mean he? is also racist i just want to put it together like i said i could be totally wrong we could find out later on down the line that sesame street which is what we've always known that's why i was an electric company guy is you know they preach a good preach right they got very woke but the reality is they're anything but they're anything but woke the exact opposite they use woke as a front for the racist ideals <laughs> Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson shows your Twitter tweet at us text the program second quarter in a row we are down are we in a recession we're in a quote unquote technical recession for whatever that's worth so not good news if you're the White House Chad Benson show this is the Chad Benson show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Semantics, we're arguing over semantic words. What does this word mean? This there thine word. I look upon it and I say, are you or are you not a recession? We're in what's called a technical recession, which is two back-to-back quarters of negative growth. It's when the economy has shrunk for two straight quarters. And that's what we've had so far in 2022. The first three months of the year, this economy shrank by a dramatic 1.6%. And then from April to June, it shrank another 0.9%. Now, you do need to consider, though, that these numbers get revised very often. So we could actually see that that number is better in the government's revision. Oh, so the government that doesn't want there to be a recession or a shrinkage, shrinkage in the economy, they get to revise it. Hey, guys, remember when we said we were, you know, we had those, yeah, nah, don't worry about us. Nah, it's so much better. You guys have no idea. Can we look at your numbers? No, I'm sorry, we're not ready to release, release that data. Just take our word for it. Look, do I want us to be in a recession? Hell no. Somebody asked me yesterday, Chad, if, uh, would you be opposed to Biden being a credible president? I said, no. Why would I be opposed to that? Why would anybody be opposed to that? Well, because, you know, he's a Democrat. And? Well, I'm just saying. No. No. God, that'd be great if he was great. He's not. We know that. 
We all understand that. And they got out ahead of this week, and they've been playing the games, the semantic games. Well, it's not technically a recession. First thing we have to do is we have the National uh, Board of Economic Research to come out, and they're going to tell us how exactly this thing works. Uh, you know, they're going to break it down for us in ways. Uh, you guys got to understand something here. This is a little bit more technical than that. The National Bureau of Economic Research is the body, the arbiter, which calls U.S. recessions, and they do it in a backwards-looking way. That is, they look in the rearview mirror and tell us when it started and when it ended. The big question now is, if we are there or on the precipice of being in a recession, how bad does it become and how long does it last? And economists are all over the map on this question. Yeah, they look backwards. So they Monday morning quarterback something. All right. So that's what they do. They Monday morning quarterback to tell you if you've won the game that you have already played in. That's what they do. That's what they do. This is a not a win for the Democrats. Biden's already come out and said, well, inflation is... Yes, of course, everybody gets inflation is kicking everybody in the grundle, right? We get it, and that's why the feeling of recession is here. We're not spending on things we used to spend. We're spending more and getting less. We're seeing our housing prices drop. We're seeing mortgage rates go up. We're seeing businesses tighten their belts and feel a little uncomfortable about hiring, even though they're still looking. We get it. And that's why who decides recession is the American people. Us. We're the ones. Well, how do we decide? Because if we feel that we are, if we believe that we are if we have a sense that things aren't going in the right way if we start worrying about our job our future of our job if we start worrying about you know i mean six months ago a year ago the great it was a great resignation well i think what you're going to see is i don't think we're going to see massive job loss that's one thing i think that biden and the democrats can can kind of feel good about i i'm not saying that it's not possible because anything is possible because we're living in in a time that is way more different than the, uh, the other recessions. But what I am saying is businesses are already having trouble filling spots. So even if they pull back a little, many of them were already understaffed. A lot of times in a recession, what you see is overstaffing in a lot of places. I don't know if we need 60 people to do these jobs. We could probably do it with 40 especially if it pulls back a little bit. And, you know, with technology, we can do a little bit more with a little bit less. But when you need 40 or 60 and you only got 40 or 20, if the market pulls back a little bit, you're like, well, you know, it's starting to even out a little bit. My people can take a breath. But it's also politics. We're in the midst of a bunch of heated battles going on. And let's not forget, we haven't seen Republican v. Democrat yet when it comes to elections because there's still a good portion of the country that is going to the polls to pick who's going to represent their parties. We will see that in the coming weeks, what that starts to look like. If you got a D by your name and you hear stories about 
a single mom. With the Commerce Department's latest GDP report showing the U.S. economy shrank for the second quarter in a row, raising fears of a recession, Asia Mombri, a single mom in Louisville, Kentucky, says she can feel the economic squeeze. Everything's going up, but my paycheck is not going up. She was forced to downsize when her rent went up $350 last month. I am now in a one-bedroom, and I am seeing more than I was with the two-bedroom. Some analysts say strong jobs numbers conflict with the GDP numbers, a signal the economy is stronger than any recession fears yeah that right there is your is your ad against the democrats overprinting of money handing it out and you could start saying locking everybody down hurting your kids not only in education but on top of that overprinting of money and republicans you're a part of this as well but uh that third one, we did not need. That third one was an overreach. Inflation through the roof. You don't want to drill for oil. Yes, we do. We're trying to get them to do that. Why would they do that when you, at the same time you threaten to sue them? Hey, you guys could come over here and drill some oil for us. It'd be fantastic. Alleviate some of the pain at the pump. We would love that. By the way, the minute you line up over here to do that, we're going to sue you guys and keep you in court for the rest of your lives. <laughs> yeah, I'll be right over. And then the ever-changing, are we or aren't we? Are we or aren't we? Are we or aren't we? Well, technically, we're in a recession. All of these things are politics now. So now that we're in a technical recession, the reality is the politics is going to get even more wacky because there are Republicans, just like Democrats were. Democrats were, I mean, was Bill Maher said it. He he said, I hope the economy collapses so we could get rid of Trump because he recognized had there not been the coronavirus, Trump would have walked through to a second term for all the chaos and lunacy. And he was he said on a show, well, I hope there's a recession, you know, uh, an economic collapse or something that might get him out of there. You don't think that Republicans aren't cheering some of this? Einstein. Once said, and we all know it, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. So what you really should do, just go with changing the definition. Maybe people won't hear you or understand it. But you heard that lady. She's feeling it. That single mom. I'm feeling it. I'm paying more. I'm getting less. Things are going up. My check is staying the same. Politics 101, give your side of the score. Biden comes out, you know, hey, uh, uh, you know, earnings and salaries are up uh, 5%, 7%. Yeah, well, inflation's up 10%. So I'm taking a 3 to 5% pay cut, depending on where you live. If you're out here in Phoenix, it's 12.3% only. I think a suburb of... Alaska has higher inflation. So if you got a 5% raise, you've actually taken a 7.5% pay cut. <sighs> yeah. But if you give your side of the score, nobody knows. You can change it all you want. You can talk about it. But people know. And that's why when I look at all the definition or this person or that, the reality is simply this. If you're living it and you feel it, and you believe it, and I think most people believe 
maybe not so much the R word, but there's troubles ahead or we're in the midst of them. That's what you need. That's why I always say consumer confidence is so vital. Because if you believe things are good, if you feel things are good, guess what? They're going to be good, right? So if you've got a group of people who are excited, who feel it's great, they're going to work, they're not worried about losing their job, they know things are good, they're going to spend money, they're going to be doing their thing. If they start to worry that they're, not only are things get more expensive, but they may lose their job, oh, it's not good. Nope, 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 nope. Not good at all because then you start pulling your money back. Then you start holding on to it longer which is what the Fed's trying to get you to do. But they've been, well, they've been horrible at trying to slow these things down, not put us in a real recession, and then trying to jumpstart it again. So here we are. We knew we were in some issues. How bad are they? Will it get to the point where it gets ugly, ugly? I don't think so, but it's definitely going to be uncomfortable for a while. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Eden Pure. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Get the best, the best air purifier around. You're going to save yourself 200 bucks using Coach Chad 3. But on top of that, you're never going to have to buy filters again. You're going to get three amazing OxyLeaf 2 thunderstorms. You plug them straight into a wall, and then you just let it go. And by that, I mean just let them do their thing. They're out of the way. They make no noise, and they destroy the odors in the house. So whether you've got a place that's just a pesky room because you've got litter box and dirty clothes or your kids smell or whatever it is, or your husband or has that, that, that you know, man cave, and you're like, ugh, and he smokes his cigar in there, or your wife's got that place where she's got all her stuff, and you say, I like your perfume, but all of them together, you watch what happens. It is amazing. Free shipping right now, EdenPureDeals.com, code Chat three saves you two hundred dollars. Eden PureDeals.com code chat three. EdenPureDeals.com code chat three. Chad Benson Show. Running with scissors sounds great compared to this. Say In one instance, a teenage girl's leg was bitten in her home. The girl's mother was also bitten. In the same neighborhood, a monkey barged into a fourth-floor apartment, biting a woman on her hands. When confronted by a monkey, authorities say, do not look it in the eye. Make yourself look as big as possible and back away slowly. A seven-pound male thought to be the leader was caught and euthanized, but the attacks have not ceased. So far, no one has been seriously hurt in this summer's spate of attacks. Are those the monkeys that are giving everybody the pox? <laughs> no, they're not. Japanese monkeys that are attacking people. Oh, my God. That's right. Can you believe that? It's crazy little monkeys. Don't look it in the eye. It's mad-dogging me now? <laughs> you got problems? Yeah, I got problems. <laughs> oh, my Lord. I saw that they're going to change the, uh, the, the name of monkeypox because they don't want it to stigmatize and it could be seen as racist. What? They got rid of murder hornet. Yeah, they're like, we're not going to call it the murder hornet or the giant Asian order anymore because there are certain uh, uh, things that stigmatize portions of society. I'm like, are the murderers going to be mad at that? 
and they come up with something else, Vespa something or other. I'm like, it's a stupid name. You know, I want Shark Week because it invokes shark, a great white shark. Not Caradon Cacarius Week, which is great white shark and whatever it is, or the hell they call it. It's so stupid. It is. If they were called Fluffy Gubble Buppies. This week on Fluffy Gubble Buppies. It's Fluffy Gubble Buppies Week. It's not the same thing. Part of it is, ooh, we're paying attention. It's a murder hornet. So they're getting rid of that. You got monkeys attacking. The world's gone sideways. We got a billion dollar lottery. People were asking me yesterday, Chad, what would you buy? Like, you can have some fun money, right? So you're going to walk away with what, 700 million by the time all is said and done after taxes and the whole nine yards? What are some of the things you're buying? Everybody's like, obviously, Chad's going to purchase a zoo. Maybe, maybe, but. The name Gorgosaurus means dreadful lizard, and a fossilized skeleton of this dinosaur is up for auction Thursday. It is 10 feet tall and 22 feet long. It roamed the Earth 76 million years ago in what's now the western U.S. and Canada. Cassandra Hatton with Sotheby's says it was found in 2018 in Montana, and had it been discovered in Canada, it would not be able to cross the border. And that is part of what makes this dinosaur so rare. The fossil estimated to go for five to eight million dollars yeah would i buy something like that maybe i might do that and then i might invite nicholas cage and and leonardo dicaprio to come over to my house and they, we could all stare at it <laughs> did they get to like a pissing match over something like this johnny depp too right everybody wants to buy a a fossil oh i don't want a fossil baby i want the real things if I won a billion, and and I and and producer Phil, I was trying to tell everybody here, all of us have plans. You and I, and we all have our bug out plan on how we're going to do it, the time it's going to take, where we go first, and do those things. But there's going to be some fun money involved. I gotta have that. Set up a nice area for my zoo. That will be private collector zoo that kids can come over and look at and see and never be charged a penny and they can learn about stuff all that stuff but i'd be lying if i didn't go to Indonesia and say all right who do i have to pay to bring a komodo dragon into my private zoo that it will be a learning zoo and the kids will be able to come and see and say, who do i've got to do that to oh, you would do that i think i would i give a lot of my money away too not a ton Give it to places where I know it's going to actually work. Government's like, it will work here. We'll trickle it down to nobody. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Again, if you have not heard, if you're just waking up, uh, uh, kids, uh, it is uh, getting a little ugly out there because, yes, second quarter in a row, that our gross domestic product, the GDP, has shrunken like a little shrunky thing. So technically, we're in, quote-unquote, a recession, but there are other factors in that. But I think people know that things are a little uneasy right now. Talk about that and how it could play an effect on what's going on in Ukraine and Russia. Uh, President Biden talking to Xi. Mike Lyons, our military analyst, joins us straight ahead. Chad Benson Show.
Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Yes, the economy is slowing down. Talk about that a little bit. But around the globe, things are still happening. They, too, have inflation, but there's also war. And there's a lot of other geopolitical issues. Joining us now is our military analyst, Mike Lyons, uh, retired major uh, from uh, the Army. And, Mike, let me tell you something right now. Xi and the Biden are speaking. Boy, I bet that's an enthralling conversation that Xi is having with him. Uh, are they talking about Nancy Pelosi not going to Taiwan or else? I, I think so. I think that's got to be the top priority for the Chinese right now. And and you've heard whispers of them potentially shooting their plane down. I mean, that's just you know unthinkable. Um, we're going to find out how much China in, in Taiwan uh, are aligned here, and whether whether or not they're willing to do something about it. I, you know, I hardly support the speaker and what she does politically, but this is going to be a deterrence to see whether or not uh, you know she can kind of get away with it. She's willing to put herself out there. I, I got to give her credit for that. So that, I think that I think that's what they're talking about, frankly. You know, it's funny. It's it's. Uh, I, I'm with you. A lot of times, I sit there. You know, I just look at her and I'm like, oh, you old true. But uh, the reality is, is uh, you got to admire. She's been around this business for a long time. She's as shark-like as anybody. And I heard yesterday the Republicans are going, "Hey, Nancy's coming up to us, asking us, you guys want to go to Taiwan with me?" Uh, I, I think you know, the more you yeah. tell her no, the more she's going to be like, eh, "Yeah, whatever." Right. I, and and it shows me that she's not you know connected there and business wise i mean that that that's the tell for these politicians that have some kind of back channel business uh, dealings with china like for example the, the you know the fact that chuck schumer for example in new york here where i live you know he he's so very open to giving the chinese a pass obviously our president has done business with the chinese in the past before so I, she feels confident enough that there's no business tie to her husband or anything like that. So she's kind of a free agent. So I, I, again, I, we'll see what happens. Um, if she goes, uh, it'll you know, be a little bit of walking on eggshells, I guess, until until the whole thing is over. Talking to my clients, military analysts, as we talk about what's going on geopolitically, uh, China's looking over and they're seeing, hey, Russia. Things seem to be going in their direction somewhat. Uh, does it give them more of a want to step up potentially going into Taiwan? Yeah, it's a great question. I, I don't I don't I still think it's still fifty one forty nine Russia. If it was, you know, if the balance was really tipped towards their favor, I Russia's struggling. This last two weeks is as I've kind of looked at it now from just what's happened on the ground there. You know, they're just not making any kind of progress in, in the Donbass region uh, other than, you know, literally an inch at a time. So, you know, from a straight military perspective, every day that goes by, more artillery shows up for Ukraine and the Ukraine military does does get stronger. I, but I also still think China is always in it for the long game. And uh, if they did move on Taiwan, again, not sure anything we can do. There's literally nothing we can do except, uh, you know, write a memo to the to the United Nations from, if again, from a straight military perspective. Uh, we just don't have enough troops there. But um, 
I, I, I think China is always going to have a lot of strategic patience. I don't think they're going to do anything. And I, I do wish they that their client state, Russia, was doing a lot better in Ukraine. It would just it maybe make life a little bit easier for them. What's going on in Ukraine? Because, you know, we, you know, today we get the news, the economic news, right? Second quarter in a row recession could be on the horizon we could be in the middle of it depending on who you talk to the reality is there's definitely a shift in what's going on in our economy uh and and you look out there if i'm if i'm the the likes of of you know Zelensky, and i'm looking around thinking to myself you know having our allies go into a recession and still fund what's going on here that's probably going to be a tough ask for their constituents back at home yeah, it's, you know, you saw the Vogue layout for what he's doing. You know, he's a rock star and people are visiting him. And um, but he's also a pretty good compartmentalizing. And I don't think he cares. I, you know, I think he's just, you know, living off this nostalgia. We'll go back and talk about that again. He's living, living off the what people feel about him right now. And, um, you know, the question I think in our country on the recession is, who are you going to believe? Are you going to believe the White House when the White House says, no, we're going to rechange the definition of a recession? Or are you going to believe what's going on when you go to the gas station, when you go you know, to, to go get food? So, um, you know, again, I, I think the uh, there's there's been so much committed to Ukraine already. Um, but but I, I also think that that Russia still hasn't fully mobilized. And in some ways, we're running out of ammo to give them. And I think we're running out of uh, when I, I saw reports that said, um, that you know about nine thousand or ten thousand of those HEMARS artillery rounds. So our, our, uh, HEMARS is a platform, and it comes with different rounds that go into the platform. So think of it as that way. It's just a delivery mechanism. And what, so what happens is we're running out of the really good ones, the 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 high uh, accurate ones, the ones that could go a lot further. Uh, we still haven't given him Zelensky any kind of things that can go attack into Russia. Right now, Russia has stored a lot of their ammo depots now back inside of Russia, out well, well outside of our tube artillery, cannon artillery range. And the question is whether or not we give weapon systems to Ukraine that's going to allow them to attack into Russia right now. The Biden administration still won't do that. Talking to my clients, talking about what's going on over there in the Ukraine, Russia, as well as China. Uh, you know, it's interesting, the whole thought process about what's still happening. We forget. And, and again, you know, the, the economic downturn, you know, you go to the gas station, it's hard to keep your mind on anything and you're always inundated with stuff and you're, you're like, I'm paying five bucks for gas and bacon's $3,000 and, you know, so you just, the frustration level, they're still in it, they're still fighting, but I read a report this week that about 20% of the com uh, country now is in the hands of Russia and you're thinking to yourself... Right. What's I mean, what's the end game? Can Zelensky can't do this forever because I a we're not going to fund him forever. I'd like to think at some point in time that we're going to say, look, man, you, you got to figure something out. Same thing for Russia. At some point, mm -hmm. he's got to go. All right. I, I've done enough and we're no longer making any ground whatsoever. Right. So this is Afghanistan. Go back to the 1980s, Afghanistan on steroids or on social media on our right and laying out in front of our eyes every day when the media decides to show it. Um, from if you're the military advisor to Vladimir Putin, you're saying we have to get Odessa. We have to seal off the Black Sea. We're already we're already controlling a lot of the revenue that Ukraine uh, takes in because of the wheat and the and the minerals and the fertilizers and the things that we've got control over. We control one fifth of the land area. Um, we could stop right now and declare somewhat of a victory. Um, I, and I think that still hurts Ukraine because they, to your point, they've lost 20 percent of their landmass. 
but you still they still have Odessa, still have that last port. Um, I think Russia will stagger through the finish line. They'll just continue this this process. They'll try to sue for peace, but it doesn't look like Ukraine's going to let them do that. Smartly so. I just don't know. It's, it's going to take them years, three or four years, to muster the soldiers and the material and everything else that goes with it to get the offensive capability to eject them from the land there. It's, and at the same time, Russia could be refueling and rearming itself. And, and Russia still has more resources. You know, you talk about the, uh, three years. You know, we're looking at our, you know, in a recession or heading to recession. Europe's got inflationary issues, and they're probably in the same boat. By and large, most of them are. So much of COVID, this, that, and the other. They didn't print as much as we did. But on the other side of it, we have shut down a good portion of their economy. While certain areas of their economy are doing okay, at some point in time, Russia will feel that pressure as well, especially if, you know, we got more lockdowns in China today because I heard Wuhan is locking down again. They're, they're not going to support that effort forever either. Yeah, and I saw something. It's, it's going to be about the Europeans as to whether or not they buckle and – they decide to still go for Russian gas and oil um, in, into the winter. I saw a report that said that they've had to go into some of their natural gas reserves already uh, in order to uh, to, um, to monitor some electrical grids that were taking place in, in Europe today, Europe right now, maybe because of the uh, of the heat waves that are taking place. But but again, the bottom line is if Europe stands strong and Russia is affected and you know, that that could possibly get them to change their behavior right now. Russia's behavior is dictated on certainly one thing, military, and they feel that they still have more military assets than Ukraine does. And until that until they can, I think, are potentially defeated on the battlefield, you won't see them stop. They'll sue for peace. The question is, you know, whether or not the Ukrainian military still lets them do that. It is uh, crazy indeed. Last question. Uh, the thought process that we're even dealing with Russia, talking about trading prisoners, which is just, I mean, my goodness. But uh, the guy that we might swap them for, uh, Victor Bout, if you don't know who he is, he's an arms dealer. His nickname was the Merchant of Death and the Lord of War. And part of that movie was based somewhat on some of his exploits. I don't think it's a good trade for him for the WNBA star. <laughs> Yeah, this is going to be a PR nightmare for the administration, um, for someone, um, you know, the past few years uh, has not necessarily shown an affinity towards our country. You know, all these, you know, Joe Biden gives the Medal of Freedom to Megan Rapone and, and uh, a lot of people are upset with that. You know, here's you know, people that don't stand for the national anthem and, they, and you know, all these you know, the things that go with it. I'd, I, her attitude, I hope, will change if that's the case. Um, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't get the better of that deal, um, because every day it's not people really haven't have not really brought it to the big forefront. But it's, I think it's going to start to bubble up because it's an embarrassment to this administration. And Russia is not going to do anything to help us either. They're not going to necessarily release her anytime soon. So I, I think that, um, you know, they're going to ask for more. She'll likely linger there for a long time. Uh, nobody wants it, to touch it politically because of who she is, though. The, if we were to, to do that swap and we got her and the Wheeler guy who they say is a spy and we give up this guy, this guy has got connections all over the world. Obviously, there's a strategic reason and it's another way to poke us in the eye. Could he actually do anything that would help them get stuff on the battlefield? Because he does deal with other scumbags that uh, maybe Russia couldn't deal with right now. 
Yeah, I yeah, we're we're going to give someone back that'll have real value for uh for Russia and with regard to, you know, what they're doing in the world and, and how they, you know, the, you know you, there's a bill right now to claim Russia as a state sponsor of terrorism. I mean, the guy that 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 this guy is a bad guy, um Brittany Griner's just going to go back to play basketball. So, yeah, we this it's not a fair of a trade of a of an equal asset. It's just it's really coming down to the PR effect I think I'm on our side of this. Awful, awful, awful. I don't, I don't, I think with my head, I mean, look, do I want her over there? No. Do I want anybody over there? Uh, did you break the law, their law? And the second thing is, are we giving up somebody who could help them on the battlefield and get and procure things that may get out there? That to me, I'm sorry. I don't think we could do something like that, but they will. My clients always good to talk to you, brother. Appreciate you coming on. Yep. Thanks. Chad. Talk soon. Thanks. At Chad Benson Show, Twitter, C-H-A-D-B-E-N-S-O-N. We'll touch a bit about the whole Victor Bout thing. If you don't know anything about him, the, the movie Lord of War, portions of it were based on a lot of the stuff that this guy was about. And everybody's like, well, he's an arms dealer. What can he do? Well, you know what? He can get to places. He was really, really, really tight with a lot of people in Tehran. That's Iran. And the people that he rubbed shoulders with quite frankly, uh, may be able to help him procure stuff that may help them out. That's not a good trade. Now, if you tell me, look, America, I've made a deal. We're giving this guy back, but we promise you there'll be no more WNBA. I'm like, all right, I'm listening. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. I give it to my dogs every single day. It is amazing. Uh, people have been asking my dogs very kindly. All, they're fine. Totally good. Everything's good. Uh, they, you know, had a nice, comfy place to stay while we enjoyed the hotel. Uh, so they were living life large. But I made sure to tell the people, hey, sprinkle this on top of their dog food. They love it. It's good for them. They asked me, what is it? I said, well, it's got vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369. It's like this incredible thing. They were very curious about it. Said, this, I have a feeling they're going to they're gonna try a bunch for all of the animals they're watching. The region's simple. It works. My dog, Doodle, is no longer limping in pain. Right? We got him. He was much older than they said he was. You know, mileage may vary. Well, his mileage seemed to be close to the end. We thought we had to put him to sleep a few years ago since we started him on Rough Greens. More energy, no skin issues, and his joint pains and hips, oh, so much better. Try it for yourself, Rough Greens. I want to send you a bag for free. It's not going to cost you anything except for, yes, kids, I'm going to say it, shipping. Ooh, a few bucks. It's on its way to you. RoughGreens.com slash Chad. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. RoughGreens.com slash Chad. Chad Benson Show. Me too. Hashtag immigration reforms. Hashtag help. I'm trapped in a hashtag factory and I can't get out. The Chad Benson Show. How do you say goodbye to a treat that's mere name melts in your mouth? Chuckle tackle. <laughs> it's discontinuing the chuckle tackle. Dude, take my chuckle tackle from me. Oh, sure, there were some mock tears. This deserves a memorial. The Today Show even added mournful music. Others reminisced, you were the only food I cared about in fourth grade. Choco Taco is dead. Choco Taco. 
For many of you out there who uh, probably have no idea what the hell a Choco Taco is, it's an ice cream taco with chocolate on it. It's delicious. It is. Co-founder of Reddit tweeted its maker, I'd like to buy the rights to your Choco Taco. While Senator Chris Murphy joked, I am introducing legislation to invoke the Defense Production Act to mandate the continued manufacture of Choco Tacos. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why we're getting rid of the Choco Taco, but Klondike is dumping the Choco Taco. You can't jump and dump the taco of fun. But let's not forget nostalgia plus people with tons of disposable income and an opportunity to buy a brand is always there. Case in point. Bye-bye, Twinkie. Hello, Twinkie. Right? Toys R Us. Bye-bye. Hello, Toys R Us. The name and the brand itself may be worth something, but the taste, oh, as a child. Choco Tacos. I've never had one of You're these. kidding. Choco Taco was trash. Let's just be real about that. If everybody who loved Choco Taco bought a Choco Taco as much as they talk about how much they love Choco Taco, they'd still have a damn Choco Taco. Knowing this was going to be our last time Choco Tacoing together. F*** you, Klondike, for taking away these moments from us. It's very much a West Coast thing. Choco Taco was huge out here. Uh, but, uh, you know, going away. Klondike's like, no. Klondike looks at it. It's a business decision, right? you got to think with what? Your head. It's the whole Brittany Griner thing. I don't want. I think what Brittany Griner is being used as a pawn right now. I don't want any part of her to be in jail because I don't think she deserves to be there, as far as being used as a pawn. But on the other side of things, I can look and say, you know what? You broke their law. Are they going to overcharge you? Are they going to confuse you? Which they did yesterday. They had to sign stuff. She had no idea what she was signing, right? Are they going to make it? 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 You a an example, absolutely, which is a bunch of crap. And you and I both know that. But to trade her for a guy who's a bad dude, who associates with everybody and then some from Hezbollah to Al-Qaeda and everybody in between. Yeah, I, I'm thinking no. Right? And that's my head thinking. It's my head. You got to make business decisions. Klondike said Choco Taco. It's a business decision. But on the other side, the feelings at the White House is this is a decision we need to make. I don't think it's the right one. Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show.